Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today welcome back my kindred to blood and syrup a vampire the masquerade live play podcast i am sylvania dracul your host through this world of darkness the coltrane discovered that the corpse was indeed a snare meant to lure in vampires when a powerful word blasted doris back in a burst of white fire with missing surveillance footage and a number of recent staff changes at the Sunset Retirement Home, it seems that the planning behind the attack was more sophisticated than originally suspected. Who amongst the coterie will survive the flurry of bullets now raining down upon them? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. The rest of you look up to see the gates opening as... Uh, Evangeline approaches from outside only to see a Tech-9 open fire from behind her, a submachine gun in the hands of someone leaning out the window of a Sunset Retirement Home van. And you realize the two vans that had partaken in the crime earlier are here, only now they're running. Uh, Evangeline, can you roll me a Dex and Athletics to see if you can dodge the bullets coming your way? 
sorry, what was that? Dex and athletics. Athletics. Okie dokie. I'm still not automatically responding to my name yet. That's fine. <laughs> okay. That is one. Ooh, that's a critical. No, that's not. Never mind. That was a one, not a 10. <laughs> I'm so excited for a second. Like, ah! That is uh, four successes. Four successes. You you throw yourself aside uh, and you manage to hang onto the hard drive. You don't go down on it in a way yes. that would damage it. Uh, but the bullets fly over your head and spatter uh, kind of through the fence and off the the asphalt beneath your feet. Uh, in the distance, you see the Sunset Retirement Vans pull out uh, and they open fire on the squad car parked in front of the building as they drive by. So let's see what happens there. Like my car? Yeah. Where oh pull, man! Where did they pull out from? So mm-hmm. what you were seeing is if you look down the the driveway because this is the L-shaped parking lot is at the back of the building. So yeah, they are within that parking lot, and you had walked through the gate. Okay, um, gotcha. It it had been opened from the outside, which did not surprise you, but you assumed it was because they'd opened it on the inside. Yeah, the vans had essentially been pulling into the front of the driveway, spotted the police, and then okay. just opened fire. They've backed up and they're pulling away now gotcha. down th- past the street because they're passing the squad car. Uh, they opened fire on it on the way past. You're, I mean, speed guess would be they don't want you to chase them real good. Uh, and with five successes on five dice, uh, the squad car goes up with a boom uh, as they manage to peg the gas tank on the way past. Bye. Um, Val, can you roll <laughs> me? Yes. Let's do drive and composure. All right, I got that. You are rolling on behalf of Cherry. Oh boy. Oh, no. Oh boy. Okay. Drive and composure. It's five dice for me. Oh no, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I failed all of it and rolled two ones. Oh, oh neither shit. on a hunger die? Neither on nothing no. Neither one's on a hunger die, just oh, one's on normal dice. God. Okay. I am going to say the car, the squad car explodes and you see debris uh, spray across the yard, across the street in the distance. And for you, Val, as you step out, because you couldn't see Cherry until the last second, you see debris has scythed through it. Uh, Both of the back wheels have been popped. The trunk has been blasted open. Debris shattered all the windows. It's basically a Claymore mine went off behind the car. So Mm -hmm. it cannot drive, but it is not destroyed. Okay. This falls into, I think this is the, the, it's been harmed though. So you have to take stain because you brought your touchstone to work. And I think at this point you are definitely questioning bringing Cherry out on the job. Is, is it one slash or two slashes for this? It's one slash okay. for stain. All right, um, done. So you take Ugh. stain uh, because it hurts your heart to see that happen to the vehicles. Uh. The vans are starting to pull away now down the street and your cars are out of action. There are two vans in this parking lot. What do you do? Those are the only vehicles. Those are the only vehicles. Other than there are a couple of very average streetcars in the parking lot up front if you were to run to the guest parking, but there, didn't, there's Didn't no... Lorelai tell us where the keys were? 
She said the keys were back here and that she didn't bother to lock them up. So if you look around, I mean, Val, well, you've got the, yeah, Val, Val you've got the best initiative. There's the little lockbox by the door. You'd probably right. guess. Right. Uh, well, I think Edward takes a second just to ask, like, um, um, is there any backup we can call or are we it? Yeah, can ah! we radio for backup? I mean, we can tell them to come, but uh, <laughs> only at well, I will say, Do we have Val, backup? you're probably yeah. the person to answer. Uh, backup is Troy. <laughs> My sweet, sweet Troy. That's it. Troy and Barty. All right. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, Evangeline's laugh holds. <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> Troy and Barty could come hold the crime scene, but fuck. Right, then we're getting keys to these vans and we're going. I feel like Doris is still lying on the ground <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I can hold the crime scene. <laughs> That, that that that's a good idea, uh, uh, Officer Barbara. You just you stay there, maybe. Uh, where are the keys? Uh, no. Looking around, I think we could say you'd all look around. You yeah. spot the lockbox by the yeah. door. It looks I'm, like one of the little valet sections. Uh, flipping it up, the keys are right there. Yeah, they're, I run to it. I grab both sets of keys, uh, and uh, I, I run. I run back. <clears throat> uh, I'll uh, I'll toss a pair to uh, Val. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Evangeline, are you joining us? Yeah. I'll um, toss one to you as well. Everett's not gonna, Everett's not gonna drive. He's not gonna drive? <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. All right, <laughs> yeah. so you climb into your vehicles. Uh, I'm gonna say the vehicles had stickers on them, so there's like one and four, and the keychains had one and four, because it would be really funny if you had the wrong keys and couldn't go, but we're not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's do a drive check to see if you can catch up to them on the road. Because uh, they did have the advantage of starting to peel out before you even had keys in hand. And, and so who it'll did Everett go with? And then, <laughs> like a puppy. Yeah, that's the question. Everett, who are you riding with? Val. <laughs> Great. Uh, Val, you've got drive. And what uh, attribute do you think you'd, would affect your driving the most in this situation? Oof. Um, I think, yeah, it's probably composure. Composure, composure and okay. dexterity are the same, so... I think. Yep, or I would allow resolve if you're determined to avenge Cherry. No, we need composure. Re- avenging Cherry is blowing things up and destroying things. <laughs> so that's not what we need right now. Nice. Drive and composure. Okay. A little bit of chip paint don't seem that bad. Oh. <laughs> Good thing she worked out. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's just one success. Lots of fives that, that don't help me at all. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, how how about uh, Everett and Evangeline? So, Evangeline, it'll be drive. And what skill do you think would be fueling you in this? Um, I think dexterity because I think she's a very good defensive driver. Okay. So, she she took her uh, whatever. <laughs> what's that called? Car school. Young drivers. Young drivers. Yeah, drivers. Like car school. <laughs> It is technically car school. It is. Okay, I got one success. Uh, It was on a hunger diet. It doesn't matter, right? Does it matter? No. No, only if it's a 10, right? Only if there are two 10s and one of them is on a hunger diet, does it? Cool. These vans blow. That's what I (laughs) think. 
Yeah, uh, I think honestly that's the answer, which is they do not start well, they do not start fast, and they are not really meant for booking it. Uh, admittedly, neither was the other teams, but they've got a pretty good lead to get around the corner, which means yeah. it now shifts into a cat and mouse game as opposed to a chase right at the gate. You both have radios, and you both know the area. Again, New Haven is not huge. So this comes down to can you guess where they are going and figure out a route to cut them off? I will let this be a combined mm. role, but what do you say to each other? What's your plan for how to do this? Uh, you guys are in the south end of town, um, southeast. Uh, they seem to be heading northwest, so just kind of diagonally away. The town is a circle. Uh, yeah. I think Val will, will radio over to Evangeline, like, fuck these vans, go a different route, try to cut them off. Over. <laughs> what do you mean fuck these vans like run over <laughs> oh the deepest growl of like frustration Everett. and anger <laughs> Everett reaches for the radio <laughs> does Val let him have it or does she like bite his hand off no she, she or, like wrench he, it away from his reach no she lets him have it she's okay. like concentrating on drive she's yeah, like that's kind of what he was yep. thinking too mm -hmm. and, and just I think <laughs> clocking you just being like oh just like <laughs> The rage. Uh, uh, he'll take the radio and he'll say, uh, um, Officer Clark, stay in the van. We're going to have to leverage your knowledge of the town to see if we can catch these uh, uh, bastards unaware. So, f okay. Okay. So, fuck those vans, not the vans we're in. Over. Not the important part of the conversation. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, he, he just, uh, to Val, is like, what direction are we heading and what street are we on? <laughs> Which obviously we have to ask Ryan, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I could make something up, but uh, yeah, I, you guys are heading uh, Northwest as well. Right now you're in a straight line. Uh, it, the city is divided into quarters for those who want to know. So picture it's like an oval. See, I've got my own little map version yeah. that I put together, um, but it's like an oval. Uh, you guys are in the bottom right-hand corner. That is the Malkavian quarter. Uh, that quarter was assigned to the Malkavian clan okay. when the city was founded. Uh, the top right-hand corner, the northeast, is the Nosferatu quarter. Uh, northwest is the Bruja quarter. And southwest is the Gangrel quarter. Uh, the hospital is at the dead center of town. Obviously, with it being the blood rationing center, that makes the most sense. Uh, and the sheriff's office is a, directly north. It's equidistant between the town's edge and the center, but it's there. So if you were to look at who might be theoretically hiding where, those quarters are probably the broader areas that you would be aiming within. Uh, the Nosferatu Corner has uh, a church and their center of business is a nightclub. Uh, the Bruja are a mechanic shop. Uh, that's also the quarter where Val and uh, Evangeline live. Uh, and then the Gangrel quarter uh, is kind of the more wild part of town. If you were going to pick one, they're a little less yeah. organized simply because they're more animalistic in nature and because it's their clan area, they've been able to embrace that. So more so than a question of, of streets or, or that, it's a question of which area do you think would be best for these clans to hide out in? I will say you're aware the locals, Val and Evangeline, uh, the Nosferatu are acting out. 
They love their nightclub. They love their nightlife. Uh, they get to do all the shit here they never got to do. So they are like wild, wild and out party animals as as a group. The Bruja nice. are living like they normally would, but it's always a vaguely punk rock, vaguely criminal, rebellious ethos. Uh, and the Gangrel are finally able to stop having to pretend to be a normal part of society. So they are kind of being their weird feral selves in a widely embraced way. Uh, the Malkavians are as unpredictable and varied as you would expect from people who are, are driven mad uh, as part of their blood curse. Uh, they are completely unpredictable and are not a unified body. So the retirement home being here and being a bit chaotic feels kind of right. Okay. Yeah. So because they're going Northwest, they could technically be heading to any quarter is basically correct. The issue. They, they, from where the sunset retirement home is, they're heading kind of towards center of town. So it just comes down to where do you think they will go? Do you want to split up? Do you want to stay together? Um, Val, you've, you're in the car with Everett, so you mm -hmm. can make your guess first or you could do a roll if you want to try to narrow down where you think they'd go. Yeah, I think maybe a roll just based on like watching the van and trying to figure out which streets it's going down. Great. Um, it's one yeah. van or two vans? There are two vans. So right. there's there's one in front and one behind. Or there were. You don't know if they've split up now. Mm -hmm. They're out of yeah. sight. But okay. there were two vans. Uh, yeah. So how do you think you'd figure this out? I'm imagining it's probably wits because you don't have time to, like, math this yes. out and make uh, an intelligent decision. Uh, would this be awareness? Would this be investigation? Uh, would this be streetwise? What do you think, Val? Yeah, I have streetwise. So yeah, I let's go with that. that then. All right. That's four. Oh, thank God. Three successes. <laughs> yeah, um, they're definitely not going Bruja because okay. uh, the Bruja are active and look out for their neighbors. It's why you're mm. comfortable living there, Val. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll <laughs> If they spotted trucks full of guns with cops after them, the Bruja would just fuck those cars up. Uh, <laughs> so there's the question of, do you think they'd go through Gangrel where there's just fewer people on the streets or paying attention? Or would they try to hide in the crowd of the Nosferatu? Um, you're confident that if you split up and checked both, you could probably find them if they'd stuck together, but it's going to be your gut, which tells you which way to go. Yeah. Um, I think Val, Val's, okay. Val says to Everett, she's like, we can check the gangrel quarter. Tell Clark she can check the Nosferatu. Got it. And I'll relay that immediately. I just say, uh, uh, Get to the Nosferatu quarter of town as soon as you can. We're heading to Gangrel territory. Oh, copy. As you drive on, uh, Val, you break left uh, and peel over towards Gangrel territory, where you're going to go through the streets and see what you can find in the quieter part of town. Uh, and Evangeline, on your own, Officer Evie uh, turns right and heads into the Nosferatu quarter. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right. Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons, or Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Okay? Memorize it. Type it. 
clicking. The clicking part is, is subscribing. All right, you got this. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to the grand darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. Available now. Meanwhile, back in the parking lot, Doris, you're <laughs> laying there, you finished your blood, uh, your eyes are closed, your hat is burnt. Uh, what do you do when you're done with your blood? Um, so how, how am I feeling right now? Like, I know I took three points of, like, damage, damage, but can I, like, get up and move around and all that yes. kind of stuff? Like, okay, cool. One, so one just... of the nice things about being a vampire is that you, you remain very, very functional until you are so damaged you're almost completely dead. So right. you are able to get up and move around as normal. Uh, you don't okay. feel pain in the traditional way that a mortal would. Like, you can feel that there are wounds, mm-hmm. but it's that kind of, the pain is happening to someone else. There's an intellectual distance there for you. Uh, so you can act as normal should you wish to. Okay, cool. Uh, then I think I think she's just going to kind of sit up um, and take a look at her hat and be very sad about it for a second and then put it on her head um, and just kind of look back towards this, this destroyed shed um, with this person who um, who's here with me in the parking lot still. Uh, you are alone at the moment. However, the door behind you opens, uh, and a small, burly woman comes out and just says, Oh, it's good to see you after all this time. How you do, Doris? Uh, you are very surprised to see Marjorie Pritchard, your favorite local witch, <gasps> one of your touchstones, uh, who you know as the woman who owns Pritchard's Peculiarities. It's the only occult store in New Haven. And a lot of what she trucks in is kind of bullshit that you would expect to be sold in a, at a cult store for people who weren't a cult. But she has some legitimate stuff, too. Uh, she's like, oh, it's, what are you doing? You don't look so good. <laughs> um, well, I'm afraid I was just hit by a ward, well, That is not very good for anyone. I told you, you had to be careful as you travel around this week. Do you know something? Um, Why is this week special? Marjorie always knows things. You know, there's going you to do. be changes. But also, things will stay the same. I think I read that in the cards yesterday. But today, there was a mystery. There was a mystery, Marjorie. Interesting. Well, mysteries always bring pain, but they also bring change to the future. Uh, I think for anyone else, the lack of information in Marjorie's predictions would be incredibly annoying. Oh, yeah. But for you, Doris... Everything she says has added up over time, so this all works for you. Yep, yep. So, did you did you carve up this man's face and leave him <laughs> in the shed? Not this one, no. Interesting. How you catch on fire? I don't see any fire anywhere. 
there was a ward, Marjorie. It was Ooh. very powerful. Interesting. And Marjorie just goes over and kicks the body and nothing happens. And she's like, it does not seem so powerful to me. <laughs> well, that is because you are a beautiful human. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, cool. Uh, well, can I help you with the body? You want me to hide it? I need to know who it is. Oh, all right. Let me check the name tag. <laughs> Leans down and oh. pulls out the name tag. He's like, uh, this is uh, Ronaldo Cristiano. Right. What a peculiar name. <laughs> Around here, he's uh, simply known as uh, the bold one. Why? Uh, because he has no hair. Though now maybe we call him No Face. <laughs> oh, I think you said the bold one. Uh, no, the bold one. There's no the hair. Bold sorry. One. Yes, I'm sorry. Bold. Uh, yeah, hairless. <laughs> I do believe they were saying that there was a bold one who worked here before he was replaced with another bold one. There are a lot of bald people around here. Perhaps well, we were, should. There are two. There was one who was normal, and then there was one who's only been here like a week. I don't know his name either. Admittedly, don't know this one's name, but different bald. I should speak to different bald. That would be good, but uh, he took a van, and he is out now. It's all coming together, Marjorie. <laughs> I told you, different but same. One bald, now two. Yes, one dead, one living. This is good. You know what? I'll make you tea. Come inside. We do blood tea. Blood tea. Very good. I love blood tea. Uh, so you go inside having yeah. realized uh, who they're looking for, but being unable to reach your team because you're allergic to technology. So you, you get to have nice blood tea uh, with Marjorie Pritchard. That, that was beautiful. <laughs> two people just saying nothing to each other. Just saying nothing and yet understanding. Yeah. Having a great time. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we cut back to the Gangrel quarter. Uh, you are driving, Val, but Everett is assisting, clearly looking out of the car. So let's use a combined roll. Uh, do you think this search, are you furious? What emotion is fueling you right now? Because I think that's going to drive what's affecting Val for this roll. Um... I think she's maybe for some reason she's like not furious. I think because that situation and like the stain on her humanity like rocked her to the point where she's like not feeling so much. So she's just a little more clear, but like disassociated slightly. Okay, uh, let's go with resolve. It's it's your okay. determination that's driving you. But uh, Everett, let's use your investigation score to fill out the other half of of the pool. Okay. So what is your investigation score? Uh, five. All right, so add five dice for Everett to your resolve. That's four. I apologize. That's four. four. Because mm -hmm. he's not cheating, and we like that about him. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Oh, that's six, because I have two resolve. All right, and include your two hunger dice. Oh, now. they're in there. They're, yeah. They've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did we get? We got three successes. One of them's a 10, but it's not on a hundred dice. So it's fine. Yeah, you need those two tens for successes. it to matter. Uh, I will say as you begin combing through the gangrel quarters, uh, you, you are doing a grid pattern at this point. Uh, the odds of them still being speeding through the town are pretty low if they don't want to be caught. It's more about awareness with Everett watching traffic, knowing what to look for. 
Uh, you actually, based on what you've seen of him, he seems to be making decisions quickly. And he talked about having history with the police and that's adding up. So mm -hmm. on top of all the disturbing layers at this point, at least you can clock like, okay, he's a decent guy to have in the vehicle for this job. You don't right. have to do both jobs currently. Um, Everett, you are peering down uh, the, the side streets and the alleys and watching driveways as you go. Uh, and towards the center of, ta of the Gangrel Quarter is a district of businesses. It seems like these are subdivisions built around a, a central kind of business street. There's a main street for each quarter. Uh, the businesses are all, again, varied. There's some weird logos. That's not your priority anyway, so you're not trying to track the whole environment. Uh, what you do spot is a van turned off in an alley. You have a split second to react before they know they're made. What do you do? Uh, I notify Val. I say there, and I, I and I like, uh, like I gesture to the. I, I point to the the van. They're they're in an alley. Yep, and it's solid back behind them. So you're okay, in the front. yeah, I'm gonna try to park, pull in front, and like catch them in the alley. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm on the radio, just calling Clark like as well. Great. Uh, let's do these one at a time. So Val, let's do a, a drive check to see if you can just crank this, mm -hmm. crank them locked into place. Uh, okay. If you pull it off perfectly, you can pretty much hit them in the nose and wedge them in so they can't even try to ram their way out. Right. Uh, let's go with resolve and drive. Resolve and drive. All right. Or if you think this is split second, dexterity would also be allowed. All right. Dexterity. I will take it. Beautiful. I got three successes. Three successes. Uh, yeah, you managed to, despite the fact that it's real tight, uh, you hit a garbage can, come up over the curb, uh, and just slam your nose into the, like, mm -hmm. the nose of the vehicle into the far side of the alley, blocking it and touching their van. So as it lights up and floors it, they're going nowhere. Uh, Everett, what do you yell into the radio while this is happening? Or say, up to you. Yeah, uh, uh, it's uh, it's just... Uh, uh, uh... Clark, we found him. Get here to the gangrel territory. Uh, and I, I call out the last intersection I saw. Yep. Yeah. Great. Uh, you're both there. I'm imagining you're jumping out of the car. What happens next? Uh, you see them beginning to raise weapons. Inside the van opposite you, caught in your weird headlight bouncing uh, small alleyway, uh, there's clearly a driver and two other people. The driver is bald in a uniform of the Sunset Retirement Home, and then there are just a, a man and a woman dressed all in black. They've got that crew-cut military, vaguely special forces look to them, uh, in that they look slightly shadier and are probably private military contractors as opposed mm -hmm. to legit military. Uh, they are all armed, and they are bringing their weapons up, but they have not opened fire yet. Yeah, well, Val's going to get out of the van, and I, I, I just pictured it being... Everett's side of the car that's towards the alley. Yeah. Because of so Val would get out of the car, jump onto the the hood of their van, and like leap, flying leap onto the closest military person to try to wrangle their weapon out. Nice. Yeah. They're inside their vehicle. Are you going through oh. the windshield? Uh, go, then yeah, jumping from the uh, <laughs> yeah. jumping from the roof of that van to the roof of their van and just smashing through the windshield for nice. sure. So Everett. Blowing your mind as you draw your weapon ready to do something reasonable, you look over and see Val do what you would only describe as a Ridley-esque jump as she hurls herself yeah. through a windshield <laughs> into the van uh, against your opponents. 
what do you say or do? Uh, no, no words that like contribute to the situation. Maybe just holy shit, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> but now it's about protecting one of my deputies. You know, one of the officers now. Um, so uh, anyone, basically, she's in there three on one. So I have my weapon raised on basically anyone that she's not engaged with to to shoot them if they if they try and attack her. Great. Uh, you try just, your door. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Yeah, I just yeah. it's out the window. Yeah. There's no way out for you. You're there as backup, but this yeah. one's all on Val in a three on one van fight. And we cut to hmm. the Nosferatu quarter. <laughs> Evangeline, you've been driving around trying to spot a van, trying to see if they're speeding through the streets. Uh, as you drive past Sinful Pleasures, the center, uh, the mm. central nightclub of the Nosferatu quarter, you are seeing just wasted Nosferatu. Um, you're aware that for a vampire to be intoxicated, they have to use blood that has been laced or engaged with an intoxicated person. Uh, mm -hmm. It's technically illegal in the city, but you guys have just decided not to enforce. There's no point. Yeah. The Nosferatu are too excited by it. They Basically, they add whatever drug or alcohol they want into their rations, and then they can just imbibe and, and do that. So you've got a lot more distractions out on the street. The Nosferatu yeah. are like those Amish kids who have their 18, <laughs> in hundreds of years of sobriety and hiding, and now they can just get wasted outside, yes. and they are loving it. <laughs> uh, so I think for you... <sighs> probably a composure, just your ability to keep yourself together. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say investigation uh, to, to keep an eye out for the van coming for you or that you're going for or awareness to, to search. Uh, I would allow awareness if you're just seeing what happens. Yeah. 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 I think it would be awareness. All right. Um, <laughs> one success. One success. Uh. Uh, you pass a, you pass through the main street. Uh, you're not seeing anything out of the way. It seems like, again, the signs that you've put up about, like, don't drink and drive, which are all about laced blood, have been working. None of the Nosferatu are on the main street in their oh, vehicles. Good. They're all walking around, or there's that one awkward, you know, wavering person on a bike. Uh, and, and you take a left, and you're going to check some of the more suburban areas, which is when you do spot a van. Unfortunately, the van is barreling right towards you from the side and hammers into your van <gasps> and slams you into the wall of the building next to you with a crash. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lori Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E.
Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.